Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. Hello and welcome to this episode of the It's Karmic podcast. I am now going to be throwing in my energy updates into my podcast just to make things a little more accessible for you guys. So today we are talking all about the Libra full moon that is about to happen on Saturday, April 16th, and it is going to be a juicy one. So please enjoy this discussion, this conversation. And as always, I love hearing what you guys are feeling and how the shifts are relating into your life. So please like reach out, let me know uh, what's coming up for you. Shoot me an email, whatever, send me a DM. I want to know what's going on for you guys. Um, and even though in the conversation I mentioned my boundaries right now, this is not one of them because I'm asking you to know what's coming up for you, right? I'm inviting you into telling me how this moon is sitting with you. And so that all makes sense as you go through this conversation. And I'm sending you so much love. I'll meet you in there. Okay, let's get down to the forecast for the Libra full moon coming up on April 16th. The energy for this one is very interesting and I think it's very important that we discuss it. So this will be today's or this week's energy update that I'm going to throw up on YouTube. And for those listening on the podcast, welcome, welcome. We are diving into the energies today. So if you're sharing this energy report on YouTube with me, you'll be able to see what I'm talking about looking at the chart. And if you're on the podcast, don't worry about so much the visuals of looking at the chart um, and just tap into what I am saying. So just sharing the chart with you for this beautiful Libra full moon that is going to be exact around 1155-ish AM here in uh, Pacific time. I think it's around, what would that be? One, uh, 12, one, two, two, 255. <laughs> Not good with time zone guys. Um, but 255 Eastern, I believe is the time that is exact. And we are tapping into a whole bunch of different flavors going on for this moon. So of course, the first flavor of this full moon is the opposition between the sun and moon in Libra and Aries. So sun in Aries, Libra moon. And first I want to talk about the axis of Aries and Libra and how the two work together, because we cannot have one energy without the other. We need polarity. We need uh, to have the axis for the world to work properly, right? Spring is Aries. Fall is Libra, right? Autumn, the autumn equinox is Libra as we go into that closing phase, as we go inward into a, a completion cycle or a kind of like halfway through the completion cycle. And Aries is the beginning, right? And energetically with the sun and Aries, we just had the astrological new year and we are in the energy of beginning. Now with this 
juxtaposition between the two energies, we do have our identities um, illuminated, right? Our path, our destinies per se, illuminated by the sun in Aries. But what happens with the full moon is that sun energy reflects over into the moon and shines and illuminates a major light onto the moon, which is our emotions. It is the mother energy. It's the subconscious. It's the wild. It's the transcendent. It's the bliss state. Um, actually not even the bliss state, but more of like the transcendental, um, ecstatic wild state. Okay. So, um, if we want to think about our moon as the wild, uh, woman for a second or the wild goddess and the sun as the archetype, as this masculine force that is very much a containment. Um, it's very much about doing, uh, getting the journey done. You know, there is a hero's journey uh, that I've really been connecting into with a lovely book right now around, oh my goodness, what is the book called? Luminaries uh, by Liz Green. And she talks about the sun as like this hero's journey. And I'm really connecting in with how we become our sun, right? And that's an energy I'll always teach you guys, like we're becoming our sun. So when the sun is in a sign rotating around the zodiac wheel, uh, we are sort of feeling into what it feels like to be that illumination, right? What is this piece in our hero's journey? And then when all that light is shed on the moon, the wild goddess, we see our hunger, we see where we need to feel safe, where we need to feel nurture, nurtured, nourished, full. Um, and it is very much around our security, right? It's the mother. And if we think about our own energies as, as infants, we can't survive without the mother. And that is the moon. So when the moon is in any energy, we're seeing all of our needs for survival through the lens of that sign. And right now we're going to be seeing it through Libra. What is Libra? Libra is all about balance, harmony, compassion, justice, beauty, right? Whereas Aries is all about starting, initiating, creating, independence, um, blazing a path forward, action, uh, the body, Aries really walks alone. Okay. Aries wants to do life alone, not necessarily completely alone, but like Aries wants that independent drive, that independent force to do what it wants without checking in. It's very masculine in that like it knows where it's going. Libra wants to check in. It wants to check in and see how the other whomever you're interacting with is doing right. And it is really about our intimate relationships, our intimate partnerships. The people we say, I love you to is kind of the way I talk about Libra. And so we have to check in and say with the sun in Aries of independent initiative energies, you know, this blazing force shining all its light over onto the moon, our emotional subconscious wounding often and needs and needs for security, what is it exposing to us, right? What is it illuminating? And it's illuminating all of our emotions around codependency, all of our emotions around being a firm and strong force within ourselves so that we may serve others, but where we lose ourselves, you know, where we uh, bow to another, where we make space for another before ourselves, all the energies of Libra that really don't have many boundaries when it comes to love, when it comes to partnership. And it's also going to illuminate the good, which is that of compromise, that of collaboration, that of love, that of honoring, that of 
uh, making the world a more harmonious and beautiful place. That's its job. A, a Libra is to create a harmonious world where everyone is cared for. And when the moon is there, it brings up so much karmic information around where we've become codependent, where we've given away our power, where we stepped aside in order to serve another, where we you know, forget about the self in order to fuse with another. And Libra moons, my Libra moon energy soul people, this is your karmic work, right? Is to find your firm solidity in partnership, right? You're bringing in all this karma around how many lives you've given your power away, how many lives you've sacrificed. And it's not to say that you don't continue to make sacrifices because we all do. But where can you find your independence, your your ability to stand strong in what you believe, you know, in your creations, in your initiations? Where do you need to go first? And that's really what Aries does. It goes first. It leads the way so that the rest of us or the universe or whomever can follow. And I really like to tap into Libra and its highest octave as the healer of partnership, the healer of love, the healer of being together, being in togetherness. So we're working with that as one axis. It's like really finding your sacred independence and how you can form healthy boundaries with the outside world, how and who you are meeting in your life right now. You know, what are these people coming into your life representing? What are they bringing up for you? What are they showing to you? This is one light. And then <laughs> we do have a square from the sun and Pluto, the sun to Pluto and a square from the moon to Pluto. And they're almost exact, two degrees separation. So there is a deep conversation here around unearthing old, stagnant, hidden emotions. Okay. So if you are feeling an eruption of old information coming up, don't be surprised. If you are feeling power struggles, don't be surprised. If you are feeling like there is some sort of push and pull between the divine feminine and the divine masculine, and you're not sure which one is supposed to lead the way at this moment, it's okay. Pluto brings the energy of revealing. Okay. His job is to reveal. His job is to bring in all this guidance and show you where it is you've been giving your power away to another, where you need to find your independence, where is your true path? How are you going to get there if you're leaning on others too much? Where is your boundary, right? And it's really about showing you where you need to form boundaries. You know, Pluto and Capricorn is boundaries. You know, the dismantlement of boundaries that aren't working, dismantlement of systems that aren't working. But Pluto, Pluto also reforms, right? Pluto's job is to do both. It is to disintegrate, but also to birth and to reform, restructure, reorganize through Capricorn. So you're being shown where you need to purge, where you need to release. And in that, this deep uncomfort discomfort, sorry, that's the word, discomfort or uncomfortable sensation can arise within and sort of bubble and boil up all the emotional turmoil around where you've given your power away, where you've been too lenient in yourself, where you've, um, maybe where you've overcompensated in love, you know, to give, to give, to give. 
and to show you where it is you need to reclaim that that power of self, those boundaries, that firm Aries energy, where you need to go first, where you need to blaze your new path forward. It's very rebirthing energy. And I would say even that's one of the biggest themes of this moon is rebirthing, rebirthing, seeing clarity. And it's not going to be comfortable. It's, ne- it's never comfortable when Pluto's involved. Um, with this big old Hades moon, a Hades moon is a, any connection between the moon and Pluto. And it brings up old cords, old feminine wounding, old psychic information. Um, but it also offers you the opportunity to go into your subconscious, into the underworld and receive the knowledge you need to receive in order to move forward. So there's of course more going on here. There always is, but those are my main themes I'm seeing for this moon. And on top of it, we are still in the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. They both moved to 24 degrees of Pisces. They're still working together. They're still fused. Abundance is still possible. Positive abundance. Let's be clear on what abundance we're calling in. Pos- positive abundance is still possible. Clarity, spiritual t- connections. You know, when the moon is talking to Pluto, we have a deep psychic cord and connection to go into the underworld. With Jupiter and Neptune, can conjunct in Pisces, we have more of a psychic connection to go into the upper world, to the heavens, into the, the, the beyond. Right. And then we have another psychic connection coming in that is a little different. Okay. So we have going into subconscious realms, going into the depths, going to the shadow, purging, releasing, calling it all up, revealing. Then we have spiritual transcendence, connection, psychic intuitive nudges, you know, just the dreams funneling and funneling and funneling in. And then (laughs) we have Uranus conjunct Mercury. This one hits home because my mom has this natally. And when I figured that out, everything made sense about my mom. Um, Abrupt speaking. Okay. Uh, Uranus is how we connect to the collective consciousness, um, a antenna that we all have uh, into the collective consciousness, into the universal um, pool of information. Okay. This is why, in my humble opinion, uh, people get the same ideas at the same time. Why like a book will come to one person and then another person. And then like the books come out at the same time. And these people have no connection. It's like the universal consciousness pool that's up there. We're all tapping into it all the time. That's very Uranus, right? And then we have Mercury, which is just our channel of information, our messenger, our, our guide, Um, to help us speak, help us clear, be a clear channel. And with both of them moving together through Taurus, you know, Uranus, we've been speaking about this a lot, is is shaking shit up. He's shaking shit up and changing the way we do finances, resources, self-love, food, all of it. It's all being cleared. Okay. He, he is just disrupting the whole process so that we can rebirth re it's not even rebirth with Uranus, but we do have that rebirthing energy of Pluto and Capricorn, but to awaken us to change. And then Mercury comes into this mix, really heightening all the information around what Uranus wants to change in Taurus, you know, bringing highlighted information around the change that is happening. 
the awakening that is happening, the information that is shifting, the financial system that is shifting, the resources that are shifting, you know, how we're viewing what goes in our bodies, what goes on our body, like the chemical storms that we are allowing into our process, the terrible, terrible way that we are growing food, farming, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Mercury comes in to be a heightened messenger of this, this information and Mercury in Taurus is very grounded, right? It is, it is grounded, practical, determined information. So maybe we'll see some interesting things come out, um, that are determined to be revealed because we can't ignore the psychic downloads from the collective at this time. It could feel like a buzzing. It could feel whenever there's a Uranus activation in my body, personally, I feel the physical, uh, energy of anxiety. And I've really been able to plug into the fact that it's not a panic attack. It's not anxiety. It is a energy shift. So with two energies that are these like airy, buzzy energies, Mercury and Uranus, both are buzzing. Both are like, you know, retaining information. They're both, um, kind of like a, a buzzing frequency when they come together, it could feel a little bit anxious. Okay. So grounding is going to be important. It's helpful that it is in Taurus, but there's still that sensation of buzzing, you know, adding things into your space that are going to ground you grounded crystals, lavender, whenever Mercury is doing something, I'm pulling lavender in because it balances all that buzzing and it resets the nervous system. Sound healing can be really powerful at this time. If you have any sound tools, yoga, anything that's going to regulate your nervous system is going to be key for this time period as Mercury moves through the energy of Taurus. <sighs> okay. So we do have some support on this moon, much support. You know, we have support from Saturn. We have support from Mars. We have support from Lilith. And we do have a big old water trine going on here, but not quite because it's out of the degrees. Okay. So it's not quite a water trine, but there is a trine supported information center between Mars, Lilith, and Libra. So we've got the energy of air and water kind of moving together. So there is support, you know, there is support for growth. There is support for expansion. There is support for the wild woman. There is support for your action, your desires. Um, but we have to come into ourselves and our energy and check in where our boundaries have been skewed, where we've been off. I'll even share my own experience with my boundaries. And, you know, with my energy signature. I have my moon conjunct my midheaven and Libra rising. So allowing people into my energetic field is one of my boundaries. I I'm not firm enough on. Okay. I need to work better on creating firm boundaries, especially in my DMS on Instagram, you know, especially in the way that I show up with my community. It's like, there's so much love there and there's so much support there. And I want to be there for my people but I do it to a point that I, I drain myself, right? And so energetically shifting my boundaries is part of my work to, to say there are only hours that I respond in and there's going to be certain messages that I don't respond to, right? Um, if people are pouring their, their stories, their, uh, their, their 
you know, what is the word? Not drama, but like their drama into my, my DMS. It's like putting up a firm boundary around, maybe they need to book in with me for a session. You know, you can't be pouring this into my, my inbox. You need to be booking a session with me. So these, this is my work and I'm owning that. Um, and other things coming up or are things around shifting my prices, you know, very, very much the axis of the North node, South node right now. And the energy of these messages from Taurus coming in to shift your financial view. Okay. So how much you can receive is based on how much you're willing to receive or how much you think you are worthy of receptivity. And that links into Libra as well, like to receive, to, you know, put yourself first And the Venetian energy that rules Libra is like, yeah, I want to receive, I want to receive from outside sources, but we have to put our boundaries up around like, what are we calling in? energetically stepping into that version of ourselves and then putting boundaries up around where we are energy leaking, you know, where we are pouring out energy from an unfilled cup. So for me, it's been shifting my prices, you know, raising my prices up and shifting into the next version of me, which is, you know, the highest octave right now for what I should be receiving from my work. And I want to encourage you to own that too. You know, wherever you are in this, this journey of your boundaries, are you receiving what you believe you are worthy of receiving? Is it time to ask for a raise? Is it time to firmly step into owning how much you're worth? Uh, is it time to have hard conversations? Is it time for all the shit to boil up to the surface so that you can respond rather than react and own your worth, you know, call in from outside sources, from others, what you truly need and say no to what is draining you. So that's what I'm seeing for this moon. (laughs) That is the energy signature I'm tapping into. There's obviously so much more. But a big thing I want to leave you with is the idea of being completely and radically unapologetic for your desires, your creations, your independence, and what you want to do with your life, you know, your path, your, um, your uniqueness, your, your individuality. Can you own it? You know, can you own it and create a more beautiful and harmonious world out of your truth rather than out of your fear or rather than out of giving away your power to someone else. So maybe some mantras for this moon are tapping into your power, you know, statements like I am powerful. I am raw and authentically powerful, or I am living my authentic truth unapologetically. I am unapologetically living my authentic truth. And then just owning it, you know, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be the easiest thing you've ever done, but just owning what is your authentic truth and where have you overstepped your own boundaries? I'm sending you so much love. I hope this moon finds you well, and I hope you take time to connect into your soul. Check in with what house Libra rules in your chart to see where this is activating for you. For instance, this is my first house and a big section of my 12th house. Karmic shit's going to come up. I know it. 
I'm already seeing the lessons personally, and I'm so interested to see what you're seeing. You know, what is coming up for you? What is being presented to you? And are you ready to own it? Because it's also okay if you're not. I'm always going to encourage you to own it and do your shadow work and just step into it. But it's okay if you're not there. It is okay. So don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and let me know how this energy is feeling for you. It is exact, as I mentioned, on Saturday around 11.55 a.m. Pacific time. But remember that we feel the energy for about three days before and three days after. So you've got time to tap in. Sending you so much love. Bye for now.